And this morning, I'm going to focus on this, this girl. This girl has got no name, but all we know, she was a captive. All right? Now, I just want to do a, a contrast between Naaman and the servant girl. Now, who, what is so different between the two of them? Now, Naaman, his name was, was mentioned in this passage. All right? His name was mentioned. But what about for this girl? No name was mentioned. She was just nameless. All right? And be, next, uh, we know that Naaman was a, a Aramean or, or Syrian. Well, this servant girl, she is a, uh, an Israelite. And Naaman, Naaman was a um, supreme commander. Not, not any type of commander. No, he is the best of the best. All right? He's the cream of the crop. He is not just any, 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 any commander in, 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 in an army. He is the supreme commander. Well, what about this servant girl? She is just a servant girl to Naaman's wife. Back to Naaman. He was a great man because we read the passage just now. It was, it was credited to him that he was a great man. But this girl, she was a young girl, that's all. All we knew, she, she's just a young girl, probably below 20. Uh, anywhere, her age could be anywhere from 12 to 20. Uh, but the Bible is not, not, not certain on that, so we're not sure. But at least we know that she's probably in the range of 12 to 20. What else? Naaman, he was a highly regarded um, captain. Highly regarded captain. Yeah, it was found in the passage. But this girl, she was just a captive. A captive. So when you see the contrast, it's like, wow, Naaman and this servant girl, wow. And of course, Naaman, he was a pre-believer. And this servant girl, she was a believer. And so from, 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 from the outer appearance, you can look at Naaman, it seems like everything was going on for him. Everything was going to, you know, uh, uh, on his side. It seems like, though he may not be a, a believer, but yet it seems like everything is, is, is going on. Because according to the gospel of the world today, it seems like he's doing pretty well. He's pretty successful. Because in, 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 our, in our culture, when we look at Naaman, Naaman is somebody. He is not a, 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 a small fry. He is a somebody. He is highly regarded. He was a supreme commander. He was a great man. He, was, he, he, he has everything. He is rich. He is successful. So in the eyes of the world, when we look at him, Naaman has it all. Naaman has it all. When we look at this servant girl, poor thing. She doesn't have a name. Probably she has a name, but in that country, she has no name. She, she's just a servant girl. She's young. She's just a captive. In the eyes of the world, when we look at her, she is a nobody and she got nothing. She got nothing to offer. But yet, in this passage, we begin to see that this girl, though she, her name was not mentioned, though she, she has, it seems like she has nothing to offer because in her, what, what could she have? She is just a, a, a servant girl. She probably doesn't have a beautiful dress to wear for Easter or, or Christmas. She's probably, you know, uh, uh, having all this, wearing all those uh, hand-me-downs, 
you know, probably from another older, more senior servant girl, that, okay, you know what, uh, um, whatever her name is, you know, this is for you. Uh, I, I, because I could not fit into it, you can have it. So I don't think she will have the luxury, you know, the, 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 the privilege to choose what she gets to eat, what she gets to wear, where she, uh, where she wants to go. She doesn't have that, 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 that privilege. But yet, in this passage, something Something is just so amazing. Though in the eyes of the world, she has got nothing to offer, but yet in this passage, she did something that is so, so brave to me at least. She began to exercise her faith that generates hope because there is hope in her and because she knows and she knows who her God is. Though she was a captive, but she was from Israel, and so she knew who God is. She knew who this miracle-working God is. And so, though in the eyes of the world, she got nothing to offer, but yet in deep down in her, she said, hey, though I may not have what you have, though I may not be as rich as you, though I may not be as high-standing as you, though I may, I may not be as famous as you, but guess what? I have something that you do not have because you are a leper and you cannot cure of your own leprosy. Though you are so powerful, though you are so famous, though you are so highly regarded, but guess what? You don't have, after all, you don't have what it takes because you cannot heal, be healed from your own leprosy. But this girl, though she has nothing, she, she was there thinking that I'm so young, what could I offer her? Because if I speak, if I act, if I begin to exercise my faith, people around me, can you imagine the more senior safe girl? You think you're very clever, is it? Shush. When I say you can speak, then you speak. But most often than not, you just shush. You don't say anything because guess what? You're only like 15-year-old girl. What do you know? What do you know? You know, we have a Chinese saying, I eat salt more than you eat rice. Probably, you know, some servant girls, you know, some, some, some very uh, bully will come to her and say, can you please... You think what, well, just because you are, you know, somebody, somebody, you, just because you know this God, I don't care because this is Syria. I, I don't care who your God is. You know, you can keep your God to yourself because I don't really want to hear your Jesus thing, your God thing, because it has nothing to do with me. And in fact, what can He do for me? And so I, I think in her situation, it is very hard for her. She's so young. I mean, in our culture, in Asian culture, this is, this is, we are very familiar with this because we go by seniority. You only speak when you're of that level. If not, just keep your mouth shut because what do you know? But yet, I want us, I want us to see and look at her life because through her, through her, she gave hope to Naaman. Let's go on. Let's look at her condition. Now, her condition is nothing to shout about because she was taken away unwillingly. Because guess what? In, in verse 2, we read about how the Syrian army, the, uh, the, the band, raided Israel. And, and along the way, they just pick up whoever they want. Of course, they are, not, they are, they are very smart. They are not going to pick up somebody that's like 80 years old because guess what? In, in no time, 
you probably have to also conduct the funeral for, for that person. So they're very smart. They take the youngest, the strongest, and also that they have more years for them. It's called a uh, 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 return of investment. So you have to, you have to take somebody that, that, that can yield the most, most profit, right? The most margin. So, so these Syrian people, they are smart. I, 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 I know they could be some bankers, you know. So they say, hey, this girl, she's good. She's at that age, you know, we have so many more years with her. We can squeeze every bit out of her. And so she they took her unwillingly. Come on, do you think she'd be like, you know, when the, when, when, when the Syrian band going on, you know, through, through, through her village, she'd be like, pick me, pick me, you know? I don't think she'd be jumping out and saying, oh, pick me, pick me. Guess what? Because I want to see the world. I, I don't know where Syria is, but guess what? Pick me, pick me, because I want to go. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, uh, because I, I, I used to hear my dad would tell me when, when, when the, uh, uh, the, the army from, from Japan uh, invaded Malaysia, that time he was still very young. So he was telling me, wow, they have to run, they have to hide. So I, re- I was remembered. I think when, when, when you have an invasion coming to your, to your own land, I don't think you'll be silly enough to be like, <laughs> So she was taken away unwillingly, out of, and she was taken away from her home. Poor thing, she was so young and she was dragged away from her home. How many of you have a daughter? How many of your children? Can you imagine today start, I just come to you and start dragging your child away? You'll be like, even though I can be the youth pastor, you'll be like, but pastor, what are you doing to them? What are you doing? You probably would have asked me to fill up forms, you know, disclaimer, uh, uh, whatever, you know. You would have asked a, a thousand and one question before you will release your child. What more somebody who, who, who is totally the so-called enemy? The Syrians are the enemy coming to Israel to take away everything from them. And so this girl was probably got dragged out from her own home. Because I, I would imagine she would be hiding in, 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 in somewhere in the house and, and people would come and say, hey, she, she looks pretty good. She's strong and healthy. Let's take her. So can you imagine the emotions that's going through in, 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 in her? And this is not it. She was taken away from her familiar environment. She used to, I, I bet she, she, she had some friends, you know, she, she would do all her hopscotch, you know, she would play, you know, in, 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 in the garden, she would be playing in the dirt road, she would be playing all the, you know, my time, I grew up with the, with the Cantonese holly, the guli. You know, probably she would be like, you know, having, having those games, you know, with, his, with her friends and all that. She, okay, for our time, probably she would be doing all the ring around the roses. Probably not 15, right? I'm saying this because I'm, I'm just using my, my daughter, Megan. Uh, she's only one year old. So we, we do that with her. Uh, but 15 year old nowadays is slightly different. Yeah? They'll be like, don't bother about me. I'm just putting on my earphones. So yeah, thanks. And so she was taken away from a familiar environment. She, she, she was taken to a foreign land, a land that she, she first of all, she doesn't, she doesn't know the culture. She, she may not like the food. She may not, she, obviously, she does not speak the language. It was so difficult for her. Can you imagine from, from somewhere that, that she's so familiar with at that age? It's not easy, trust me, because... Uh, we've been, I've been talking to some, some of our own, own youth and youth from another church that 
even in the camp that I just came back from, and this girl, she, she was in Australia. She was there for a year, but that, that year was, was, was a nightmare for her because she, she just could not cope because the environment was just not encouraging and conducive for her. Though she, she is like, what, 18? 18 or 19. But yet, her heart is just not ready and prepared for, 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 for an adventure in a foreign land. Though she willingly went to Australia, but yet with that, she could not survive. What more people like her that got dragged from her home, dragged from her familiar environment to a foreign land who you'd be like, what's happening? And food, they would just pop. You think they get to choose like, uh, today I just want to have a medium rare steak or whatever, you know? I doubt so. She probably will be eating things that, that the, 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 wife, the, the wife of Naaman will have finished or it's like, okay, you eat this. She was taken away to a foreign land, no family, no friends, and no support system at all. That's the condition. She was taken away to be a lowly servant girl, and that's what she ought to be. Do you know she didn't sign up for this? She, didn't, she, she did not, you know, grow up one day and say, guess what, mom? I want to be a lowly servant girl one day when I grow up because it's the funnest things to do. I just love to serve because I have a servant heart, and so therefore, I want to serve people. I want to be a servant girl. That's my goal in life. What about yours? Um, and she was taken away to a totally unwanted, unexpected, and unimaginable condition. In such condition, you think any one of us can survive? Probably if you are 50 and above, you can. Because that generation, the boomer generation, you guys are tough. You guys are, wow, different from us, from me, from my generation. Because my generation can support well. But boomers, nothing can, nothing can stop you. Nothing will shake you. Nothing will move you. Right, Pastor Kwame? That's right. That's your generation. So I believe girl like her at this age will be very difficult to even survive in this condition. Now, honestly speaking, how many of you will be able to survive in such condition? Raise your hands. Yeah. Because I think a lot of us will be like, uh, I'm not sure actually. If you ask me, I don't think I can. Because you know why? Uh, I, I went to Philippines for, for, for missions and the first thing they, they put, on, you know, put on the table, I'm like, hmm? What is that, huh? So black, man. First time, you know, I was, I think I was with uh, Pastor Linda. And she goes, don't eat it, don't eat it. I said, what? But I want to know what is it. No, just don't eat it. And I'm like, oh, very, very obedient. So but I want to find out what is the black thing. And guess what? It was squid. Sotong. Then I said, eh, how come their sotong and our sotong so, look so different? Because they just do not know how to clean it properly. So the way they cook, you're just all black. Yeah, she is nodding her head, right? How come you know? Because you are, you're from Philippines? Indonesia, but you know, okay. Somehow I was there, I'm like, 
So you can see the whole thing is just black, the whole dish is black, and you see the, it's just like, you know, I'm like, hmm, how should I do this then? So the first trip, I did not prepare myself. I did not bring enough uh, cup noodles, so I have to just... And I am not a big fish eater. And Philippines is famous. The place that we, we, we went is the, is, is the largest exporter of tuna. So they, they were so kind. So they got, uh, got us a big tuna head. Uh, the jaw is this big. So the bam on the table, I'm like... Then I look at Pastor Linda, I'm like, la, 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 nice. <laughs> so I try to eat uh, as much as I can. Uh, but because I'm not a fish eater, I, I, I was like, so, you know, the fishy smell, I just cannot take it. So I said, sailor, I think I'm just going to die in a foreign land. And suddenly, the, I think the whole saw, saw, you know, the way I, I, I'm just so picky. Can you imagine? I think if, if I got dragged into this condition, guess what? 200% I will die. Confirm die. And so, even in the Philippines, I went willingly. I was not dragged into the Philippines. I was like, yeah, I'm doing God's work, man. God, the grace of God is going with me and, and with the favor of the Lord is with me. When I look at the food, I'm like, maybe not. And so the, the, the wife of the pastor there uh, uh, looked at me and said, oh, uh, pastor, you, you don't like... Oh, I, uh, Please cannot lie, right? I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> I wanted to go like this way. Then I like, better not lie. It's like, Ooh, okay. She goes, okay, okay, no problem. Uh, then she, she went and she, she got a bag of uh, avocado. I'm like, yes. So that was my staple meal for, <laughs> for the rest of the days. Remember, Pastor Linda, the only thing I ate was avocados and avocados because apparently, because uh, GT, we, had a, we have a piece of land there. Uh, for them to plant avocados and all the uh, bananas and whatever. So for, for that few days, I became Daniel. <laughs> it's okay. You keep your food. After these few days, check me out again. I think I'll look just as good, if not even better than Pastor Linda. <laughs> so I survived on the avocado. So I know it is not easy to survive in this condition. But guess what? Her faith was not stopped by, firstly, her environment. Though it was so new, it was so foreign to her, but the environment, her new environment, didn't stop her faith. Did not stop her faith. Because you know why? If, when we read verse 3, she was the one, young as young as she may be, she was the one that told the, 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 her, her magician and said, you know what, if sir can go see this prophet, I'm sure her, his leprosy will be healed. And so I know that even though she's so young, she continued to have that faith in God. She did not allow her faith to stop by her environment because some of us, we can You'd be like, uh, okay. So, because you know why? Naturally, we, our mind will try to spin and turn and, 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 and going round and round, trying to solve, solve our environment, the things that, that, that is so foreign to us. So, we spend so much energy trying to figure out our environment. So, therefore, many times, unknowingly, we, we may just have stopped um, to exercise our faith for a while. Yeah? Secondly, 
Her condition did not stop her faith. Her condition like that did not stop her faith. Though she can say, you know, it is, it, she can be there, she can be, you know, whatever. She'll be like, God, this is not fair. How can this be? I mean, of all seven, of all youngest, but why me? Because the army did not take every younger from the village. She could have just like, but, but, but how come she, how come I didn't see my other friends? How come I, I, I'm only the one here? What happened to the rest? With her, all her condition like that, doing all, probably she was at that age, she probably didn't have to do a lot of housework or she probably didn't have to, she was spared from doing a lot of things because probably the mom those days would be very, you know, they are very super efficient. Guess what? Through the centuries until today, I think the ladies are still super efficient. Because until today, uh, there are many things I, I cannot like find in my house. I'd be like, Lopoa, where is this? Uh? It's that drawer down from there. Then you open, it's there on the left side. Oh. I, I literally could not like, I don't know how. Maybe she was the one that packed everything away. So I have no clue where the things are. Like I said, I'm just trying to look for something. I'm like, where on earth is this? And then she's like, what are you looking for? I'm looking for this. It's right there. Oh, yeah. So you know what? Kudos to all the ladies in the house because you know why? From then till now, you guys are still as super efficient. You are like the super mom. Amen? And so I think for her, she would be like, she doesn't have to do, she's just enjoying her, her, her teenage years. And so suddenly, out of nowhere, now she has to learn how to serve tea, how to do proper tea. I don't know how the ceremony would be, you know, the tea ceremony in Syria, but I'm sure they will have certain custom that she has to get used to. She probably has to learn and relearn, learn and relearn in the, condition, in, in the environment and in her condition. So for her, she'll be thinking that, why am, I, why am I forced to do all this thing? I didn't even sign up for this. Was I born to do all these things? So she could have just stopped and blamed God and say, I don't care, you either get me out or you strike me dead right now. Thirdly, she, her faith was not stopped by social status. Though she was just a lowly, low, she was just a young girl, she was just a very lowly servant girl, she probably would just, you know, if, if, if the sir and ma'am would be in the house, she probably would be standing quite a, a distance away. She is not like, I know, I'm just imagining it because I watch a lot of the uh, China, you know, kung fu fighting drama. You know, how, how when, 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 when the king and queen would be in, 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 the, in, a, in a palace, you know, the servant girls are, are, are quite far away. So I can imagine she would be just standing there waiting to serve, serve the, 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 the master. But yet, yet at the right moment, at the right moment, she was with, 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 with the Naaman, Naaman's wife and she knew, she knew that, that her sir was having leprosy. And so immediately, she, because of her unstoppable faith, she began to just pop up the, the, that, that statement and say, hey, you know what, ma'am? If, if sir could get could go to Samaria because I know this, this prophet by the name of Elisha, he's there. And I think if you go to, if, if sir go to him, I'm sure he will be healed. Can you imagine? She was at the level, probably she was, she was asked not to, not to speak 
unnecessarily because of her condition, because of her status, but yet she, find, she found the, the, the opportunity. I don't know how she, she, she did it. You know, many of us, including myself, sometimes in certain occasions, I, I try not to speak up. I try not to because you know why? Sometimes it, the more I speak, the more, the more problem I, 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 I will create. And so I think for her, she is taking a chance. She is taking a chance. And for me, if I, were in, if I were to be in her situation and condition, I will just do my job and just keep quiet and, 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 and pray that one day I will, I will get to get out of, of where I am. But yet she did not. Her faith continued to be stirred. Her faith was unstoppable truly. And fourthly, her faith was not stopped by her duties. I'm sure while she was serving, serving the wife of, of Naaman, she would have to keep doing certain things. But yet, out of all her duties, she finds time, she finds the opportunity. Really, she sees the opportunity, she knows the right moment and to tell the, 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 the wife the right thing to say at the right time. And lastly, she was not, her faith was not stopped by her emotions. Because you know what? I think for me, I, I grew up being very, very uh, willful, real strong. So I know if I want to get certain certain toy, if I don't get it, I probably will be like, ah, <laughs> I won, I won. Because my daughter is doing the same thing now. I'm like, so I look at my wife. She's like, you know, first to blame, you know. Then my wife look at me, roll her eyes, it's like, don't think I do not know your history. I know your history. You are not a very, very obedient child. So I know it cannot be me. It must be you. I say, yeah, oh God, I pray and I pray. I pray so hard. How did this happen? She's supposed to be obedient. She's supposed to be just cute and lovely and just pull her hair and like, hi, hey, daddy. No, she's not. And so emotions in her, can you imagine the emotions in her? She probably would go through thinking that, why? Why me? God. She'd be thinking that God is so unfair. God, what happened to, 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 to you? I, I'm praying and I'm praying. God, save me. God, take me, take me out of this situation. God, do something. I, I, I cannot even imagine the emotions in her for, for, for even the first few months. She's away from her parents. She's away from her family. She's away from her, from her friends. The emotions, can you imagine the emotions that she has to go through? It's crazy. But yet, her unstoppable faith pointed Naaman to God. Her unstoppable faith pointed Naaman to God. And that is so amazing because her faith was not stopped. Her faith continued to grow even in a foreign land. Her faith continued to grow even in a condition that, that, that is, it is it's far from, 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 from good. But yet her faith continued to grow. Her faith was truly unstoppable. And her faith began to point Naaman to God. Because of her one statement... Naaman heard about it because through, her, through, through his wife and then he went to, to the king, King Aram. King Aram said, hey, good, go, go, I'll send you off with all these things and maybe you will be able to find Prophet Elisha. 
and you get your healing. Because you know why? He is so, he is highly regarded. The king will see him as not a liability. The king see him as an asset. And so the king said, I want you to be healed because I want you to continue to be my supreme commander so that nobody can take anything from this land while you're around. And so the king knew, oh, you mean that girl spoke about this? Sure. Now, just stop for a moment. In such environment, in such condition, I really do not know how her faith can grow. I really wonder how her faith can continue to just remain unmovable and unshakable. But one thing I know, that her unshakable faith was fueled by her love for God and her love for people. The, The second thing that I know, her faith continued to grow because her faith was filled with compassion from the Lord. Because she took, she had compassion for, for Naaman. Because I'm sure she know. Because all the servant girls were gossip. You know, you know, you know what? This, this, this our, our, our sir, huh? you know, though he's so high up, huh? but you know, guess what? He got leprosy. Because if you read the, 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 the scripture, he is so good, so good, so good, but he had leprosy. And so I'm sure, in, even in the scripture, this the scripture is trying to, the, 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 the writer is trying to draw the contrast for us to know that though this guy is so high up, but there is a but there. I'm sure with that but, the, the, all the servants go around the house will begin to gossip, you know what, but, you know, but our sir, but our sir is like this, it's like that. Unlike any other servant girls in the house, she began to have compassion. She allowed the love of God to begin to feel her faith. She, I, I don't think, I don't think, can you imagine if somebody, a younger, just come to you and say, hey, or come to me and say, um, you know what, uh, God is speaking this to you. I'll be like, are you sure, girl? Do you know what you're talking about? Because naturally, we always look down on those that are younger. You know, like, what do you know, girl? You know, I have been a Christian for like 30 years. How many years have you become a Christian? Just your 15 years, you think you know about God? Come on. So for her to even make a statement and, and that statement can hold water, I don't think she just like, out of nowhere, suddenly, you know, God just opened that, that, that opportunity for her to she just, da-da. If only sir would, would go to Samaria and look for prophet Elisha and he will be healed. I don't think it came, it came off as, an, as a prophecy or oracle. I think this girl was living her life even before this. She was all, her faith was already unstoppable. I think she was just like Daniel. Even though in a foreign land, she was already exalting the Lord. She was already placing, she was she continued to play, place her faith in the Lord. She continues to, to, to believe in the Lord. And so therefore, what her actions and her deeds speaks louder than her words. And so when, when one day this moment came about, I believe God ordained this moment and this appointed moment that God said, hey girl, this is your time. 
because you have proven to be so faithful, even though you're in this condition, even though you're in this environment, even though you're in a foreign land, you have proven to be so faithful. And I can, I, today I will use you to be my mouthpiece. This is all it's all about. It's not just any servant girl and just walk up to the man and say, hey, you know what? Um, you can try this prophet, lah, Elisha, and see how. I don't think it's like that. When you read the scripture, it seems to be that after what she has spoken, she back it up with her life. She back it up with her action. She back it up with, with truly her faith, her unstoppable faith in God. So therefore, those people around her have seen her faith long enough. That's why she, they know that she is different. So immediately when she spoke about this prophet Elisha, people will begin to take notice and say, oh, I think let's, let's try. You never know. And so immediately King Amram said, hey, yeah, let's go. I will send you off. Amazing. Amazing. Because you know why? I can say this, I know of this because in verse 15, after Naaman got healed, Naaman went back to Prophet Elisha and said this, Now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. So I know because of this, her faith, this faith of this servant girl pointed Naaman to God. Along the way, of course, she, he got his healing, but out of healing, out of the healing, he got the healer as well. He got the full package. He got the healing and the healer. Because at the end, in verse 15, he said this, he declared, because Elisha was still in the house. So he was just saying to, to Elisha, because Elisha refused his gift. So he got healed after dipping himself seven times in the river. He came and said, hey, now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. Come on, let's praise God for that. And her unstoppable faith gave hope to a man who was living without home. He could have all that he could, he wanted. But yet in his heart, he was hoping that this leprosy will leave him. Because though this leprosy is unlike the, 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 the more contagious leprosy, it did not affect uh, his job as, as, as a supreme commander. But I bet it will affect him in, in, in the way he looks. He will look a bit different because leprosy sometimes will, will whiten part of your flesh. So he will look a bit different from, 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 from his friends, from, from all the rest of the armies or the rest of the commanders. Though they dare not even speak and talk about it in front of him or at the back of him because he's a supreme commander, but he knows because wherever he walks around, people will stare at him and look at him differently. And so he, though he has all the wealth, though he has all the power, though he has all the fame, but there's one thing he did, didn't have. He didn't have hope. But that's where this girl came in. Because this girl said, I may not have all that you have, but I got what you don't have. I have hope because my hope is in God. And so today I'm pointing you to God because this God will give you hope. Come on, somebody give God all the glory. So she, she could do this because she never stopped placing her faith in God. Never stopped. And this reminds me of Paul. This girl reminds me of Paul. Though she is so young, 
But the way she, she, she lived her, her, live out her Christian faith is remarkable. And her faith really remind, reminded me about Paul. When Paul in Galatians 2 began to declare to the church of Galatia and told them, Hey, you foolish Galatian people, you have heard about the gospel of Christ. And now, what what went wrong? Who cut in in front, of you, in front of you? Why are you deserting the gospel that you heard before? And now your ears are so itchy and, and you, you begin to tune in to the gospel of the world. You begin to be familiarized with yourself, with the gospel of success in the world. You begin to, to, to follow the gospel that the world has to offer. So Paul was telling them, hey, no, this is what you ought to do. At this. And at the end, he declared, Paul declared, just like this servant girl, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so I begin to see this girl, though, though she did not live in, in Jesus' time, though she may not know the book of Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, it doesn't matter. But at that point, she knew, because you know why? One thing is, Run one thing remains the same. The God that you and I believe in today and the God that this younger believed those days remain the same. God did not change. And so regardless of what book, whether she has read Romans or not, whether she's aware of who Jesus is or not, it does not matter because she knows who God is for her. She knew who God is. She knew that her unstoppable faith, like what Pastor Vincent said, was based on this miraculous work, this miracle working God. She knew, and she, she knew that her unstoppable faith is based on God's promises. So she knew, she knew that this God could heal. So therefore, she kept that, she kept it in her. And no matter where she is, where she was, her condition, her environment, her emotions. Her duties, her job, her career did not stop her. She continued to live out who, God's, who God is in her. Indeed, just like what Pastor Vincent has shared, her faith speaks, her faith hears, her faith speaks, and most importantly, her faith acts. That's the reason why you see that she knew, she has heard about who God is. She heard what God can do even through prophet Elijah. Therefore, at the right moment, at the right time, she knows she was waiting for the, the, the Kairos moment and she began to speak and say, if only. And then she began to act upon it. Her faith is truly remarkable. She could do this because she was free to exercise her unstoppable faith even though she was in captivity physically. Though she did not know, she has not read the scripture in, Galatia, in Galatians, but I think her life began to echo this scripture in Galatians 5.1 that says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. We even have a song on this. So this girl did not know, 
but yet unknowingly she's living out her faith. She was, she was just exercising her freedom to point somebody to God. She was just exercising her unstoppable faith to begin to, 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 to uh, generate hope for people around her. It was for freedom that Christ has set her free. She knows she was free. Even though physically she was in captivity, even though physically she knew she was just bound by, this, by the four walls in her house, but yet her spirit was not bound, her spirit was not here, her, her heart was just free to exercise what God wants her to do. Her faith was not bound by her condition, her faith was, was not bound by whatever that we see and what we read. But yet in her, she began to know and say, hey, I have this freedom that money cannot buy. I have this freedom that nothing on this world can rob it away from. She knew what freedom in Christ meant for her. Though I may be physically bound, though I may be in captivity, just like some of us, We are all captive of our mindset. We are all captives of, of, our, of our perspective. We are all captives of our limitations because we cannot do this. I dare not because I'm not eloquent. We are all captives of our fears because we're so afraid. What if I say the wrong thing? We are all captives of our struggle because when we struggle, we're like, no, we can't do this for God because we are all captives in one way or another, whether physically or emotionally or psychologically or spiritually for some of us. But yet from here, I want to encourage all of us that Christ has set you free. So exercise your freedom and allow your unstoppable faith to begin to generate hope for those around you. Amen? 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 So my question before I end is this. Is the freedom in Christ curbing you or encouraging you to exercise your unstoppable faith. Think about it for a moment. Christ has set you free. But what are you doing with the freedom that you have? I was guilty many times because those days when I was much younger, I used, I indulged in the freedom because I knew I'm going to go to heaven and I'm like, I have the golden ticket, so who cares? And guess what? I have the first, you know, first John 1 John 1, 9. So if I, if I make a sin, if, I, if, 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 if I've sinned, I know I can always come back to God. So I have the get out of jail, uh, 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 free pass. I have, I have the golden ticket to heaven. I'm all set for life. So I begin to indulge in my own selfish desires I begin to just use my freedom and I, I, and I forgot totally about it and I begin to neglect my freedom. I begin to just allow my faith to just, you know, just there and not there and just, you know, whatever. So I allow it to just like, my faith then was like a submarine. I was like a submarine Christian. So because you know why? Most of the time, I'm underwater. Doot, doot. Oh, Easter is coming. On Easter day, the submarine will surface. Ta-da! Praise the Lord. Hallelujah for the cross. Hallelujah. After Easter, doot, doot, 
Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. Then guess what? I, da-da, <laughs> praise God, praise God. Wonderful gift from God the Father. Hallelujah, Emmanuel. For the longest time, I was a submarine Christian because you know why? I was indulging in the freedom in Christ that I totally neglected what I ought to do. That I stopped placing my, my faith in God. Faith only comes around when like, mm, okay, maybe I should just do this. Okay, I can. So faith has become a very autopilot thing because you know why? I can decide on a matter Actually, with or without God, but I just want to be a you know, submarine Christian. We have this, we have this uh, cool thing that we do. We have to pretend that we're Christian. So we say, God, is this your will? I think it is. Okay, let's do this. I know, I know how to do the game so well because I'm, I was a submarine Christian. So I do, do, do. God, I think this is what you want me to do. So just do it. La. With or without His approval, I just do it. Who cares? Because I know, even if I make a mistake, God, I'm so sorry. Uh, sorry, Lord. Sorry, Lord. I didn't know more. Huh. God, you have no choice. You have to forgive me. La, 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 la. Then I do, do, do. Submarine Christian again. So for the longest time, I was abusing the freedom that I, that, that I have in Christ. So much so that I forgot to exercise my faith. Do you know the best time to exercise your faith is when you are in a die condition like this slave girl when you think that you do not have what it takes, when you think you don't have what, you know, you, you, you don't have uh, 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 anything to offer, when you're so busy with your work, when you're so caught up with your family issues, when you're so these and that, whatever that's around you, that is when you, it's the best time for you to exercise your unstoppable faith. Amen. And so, I hope you will not be like me last time to be that submarine Christian that just go unnoticed and then when the right time, we will doop, pop out. But today, I hope you'll be encouraged by this, the faith of this young, 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 young slave girl that even in her condition, she did not blame God. She did not even, you know, reject God, she did not even turn her back against God. But yet she continued to live out her faith. She continued to say, God, I will not stop. I will not be shaken. I will not be moved by my circumstances. But today I will continue to exalt your name. I'll continue to lift up your name. I will continue to do this one thing, that I'll allow my faith to hear what you have to say I'll continue to, to, to allow my faith to speak what you want me to speak and I will continue to allow my faith to act on when you want me to act. Because when I do so, one thing is going to happen, that I will begin to point people back to you and you only. Amen. And you know what, church? We have this thing that's coming up, this event. This evangelist Jason Friend. So I... I had the privilege uh, uh, just this year, I think, in Singapore, heard about him, uh, went, uh, sat through a session with him. He is funny, totally not boring. You will love him. He brings out the word. It's just in a very light, but, but 
a very, very, um, how do I say it? Light but very serious manner. You will, you will, you will laugh along, but yet when it, when it hits you, you'll be like, oh my, that's him. So I want to encourage you that you, Christ has set you free today. In fact, Christ has set you free for some of us a long, long time ago. So today, can I encourage you that you begin to exercise your unstoppable faith and begin and allow it to generate hope for those around you. Amen? Because guess what? This is still the year of hope. We are all hope carrier. Amen? So I pray your faith in God will begin to generate hope for those around us, that your faith will begin to point people back to God. And so the church has this event. Don't take this event lightly and thinking that, hey, it's just another event. I encourage you to begin to exercise your faith and begin to generate this hope this, and begin to point people in whoever, in your, in your workplace, in, in, in your school, in, in your campuses, in, in your neighborhood. Begin to say, hey, hey, if you're looking for healing, come for this event. Begin to point people back to the healer. Amen? Amen? Let's stand this morning. Let's pray.